Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Jimmy Turner. How are you doing, Jimmy? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm doing great. And I am in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So that's uh, in the deep south. Not deep yes. south, but south. Here we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Dr. Jimmy Turner is an academic anesthesiologist, author, podcaster, and certified coach who runs the Alpha Coaching Experience, where he helps burnout doctors create a life they love through mastering their mindset and money. And I think your mission to teach doctors how to create the life they deserve, one thought at a time, is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Jimmy. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to be here and to, and to chat. Although it's keeping it to nine minutes as a podcaster, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. That's all good. All good. Okay, let's get to it. So first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah, so you know, inside of ACE, which is our coaching program, we help burnout physicians master their money and their mindset, like you mentioned, so that they can find that freedom to practice medicine on their terms. So really our ideal client is anyone who's burned out, uh, they're looking for a way out of their situation. And I often tell people that the two people that come into side of ACE are burned out doctors and doctors that are looking to make a transition, whether that's changing jobs, considering going part-time, maybe starting non-clinical income or somehow shape or form changing their situation. Because the biggest challenge most burned out doctors face, honestly, is looking at the overall healthcare system and kind of feeling powerless. So, you know, when they, they have that biggest challenge as a burned out doctor, it's, you know, how can I move this needle? There's nothing that I can do. They feel powerless. And that's why we have two big purposes or whys at the Physician Philosopher, which is changing the culture of medicine, which is clearly broken, uh, and empowering individual doctors through money and mindset until that system is fixed. I think it's good that we have the, you know, Lou, you and others too, who are kind of like on the forefront of these initiatives, because, you know, I just wondered, you know, why do we call this healthcare system? So it, it's, it's really not uh, reflected what it's really doing at the moment. And uh, more and more uh, f uh, physicians and medical professionals are experiencing burnout because of COVID, but also, of course, of uh, the systemic issues uh, in the system itself. So it's a very, very interesting topic, right? Yeah, it is. And, and, it's, and it's an interesting one right now because, you know, there are different terms floating around, moral injury versus burnout versus exploitation. And, um, and so I readily admit that there is a systemic cause that is causing the individual phenomenon of burnout, but I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I think that, you know, moral injury or exploitation is the systemic phenomenon and burnout is the individual phenomenon and we can and should be working on both. Absolutely. I totally agree. So what are common mistakes, you know, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Yes. So, you know, I think the one that resonates the most deeply with people is um, the arrival fallacy, which is actually something that was coined by a Harvard psychologist, Tal Ben-Shahar. Um, it's basically the idea of like, when, when you get there, you know, you're going to be happy. And so the common journey that this takes in, in medicine is, you know, you have someone that finishes undergrad, they go to medical school, and they're super excited, and they get into medical school, and it's, you know, a lot of work, it's a fire hydrant, they're like, oh, when I become a resident, it's going to get better, because I'll have more respect. 
they become a resident, they get burned out in medicine. And they're like, well, when I become an attending physician and I earn an attending paycheck, then I'll be better. And then they get done. And for six months, it may be better for a time, but then you know things kind of settle back down. They get burned out again or continue to be burned out. So they buy the house, they buy the car. Like each of these things is an arrival that they expect, you know, like as Gertrude Stein says, there's no there there, but they expect to get there and to be happy. And so Tal Ben-Shahar basically calls this an arrival fallacy, this idea that once you arrive, you'll be happy. And, and what I see doctors do who are burned out is they get on this treadmill where they're constantly trying to accomplish or achieve or change their situation. And they keep working harder and harder and harder, but they're not going anywhere. And sometimes what they'll even do is change one treadmill for the other. Uh, they'll go change jobs, you know, before doing the, the tough work of figuring out exactly what the problem is. Uh, you know, but every time that they make one of those changes, they're hoping that that next change is going to be the thing that makes it better. Uh, and ultimately, it doesn't end up fixing things because it's just an arrival fallacy. And I know you're, you're talking from experience. So lots of what you just mentioned is part of also uh, your own story. And so before I ask Jimmy, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Jimmy, um, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will have that kind of issue? Yeah, so I was thinking about this and and really one of my favorite tools because you know one of the big problems that burned out doctors have is, is this feeling of feeling overwhelmed by all the asks on their time and the system that's in place. And so one of my favorite tools to teach people is how to create what I call a hell yes policy. And so it's basically this idea of being very clear on what matters most to you and then taking them through a planning process, which we call a priori planning. But essentially a hell yes policy is you know a way to create a you know, a system that aligns with your priorities. It means coming to the realization that we, you know, say yes to a lot of things. And that when we say yes to one thing, we're often saying no to something else. And normally when we say no to those things, those are the non-urgent, but highly important things in our life, like sleep, exercise, date nights with our partner, hanging out with our kids, uh, or investing in ourselves through, you know, various things, uh, including coaching. We just put all this stuff on the back burner that we know will help us in the long term and help us become who we want to be. Uh, but we say no to that because we're saying yes to other stuff. So a hell yes policy basically talks people into um, clearly defining the three to five things that matter most to you and that it empowers you to say no to anything that doesn't end up on that hell yes policy, those three to five things that really, really are what are most important to you. And this is the beginning of defeating overwhelm because you start to get clarity on, oh, wow, I'm saying all yes to all these other things are making me say no to these three to five things that are most important. So if I, yeah, I understand this is the the yeah the the clarity that is needed in 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 these uh, high achiever positions, and uh, you have to have that kind of level of clarity and priorities really adjusted for yourself. So otherwise, you're just uh, you know falling into that uh, you know self induced uh, sabotaging uh, circle uh, cycles too, so to speak. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what people do. They spend and they spend and they spend because they're trying to get out of their situation and they don't realize that a lot of what's going on is that they don't, again, that, that feeling of feeling powerless, what that does to people is that makes them say yes to a lot of things that they don't want to say yes to. Mm. And so when you realize like everything in life is a choice, like 100% of things in life are a choice and you empower yourself to, to really chase after those things that matter most, that frees up a lot of time. So that kind of gets away from this, like, you know, I, there's not enough time in the day to, to get everything done. Um, it's, it's something I hear a lot from burned out doctors. Wow, okay. Wonderful. 
Um, so what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might uh, help with that issue also in a broader sense? Yeah, so I guess there are a couple. Uh, you know, one is, you know, obviously the podcast, the Physician Philosopher podcast that I run where we talk about life, money, mindset, and basically help doctors create a life they love. Um, it's certainly free. And if, if you're listening to a podcast right now, odds are that the, the platform they're listening to right now is, is, is somewhere they can find that as well. And then I also uh, created a, a free guide. So it's a five steps to defeating overwhelm so to help doctors get back their time because we're talking about burnout and overwhelm. And so, you know, I created a link that listeners on this podcast can actually use to download that for free. So it's the physicianphilosopher.com slash liftoff, which is one word. And, um, and they can basically take, you know, go through the hell yes policy and then the a priori planning process, which basically helps you take a step-by-step process to put those self-care tasks first, to, to put in the maker tasks that take blocks of focused time where your cell phone is off and nothing is going on. Uh, and then the manager tasks like run into the store, you know, doing the various things that don't necessarily re- require the same amount of attention or focus. And when you go through that process, um, it is amazing how quickly you realize that there isn't enough time in the week. And the reason why is because, you know, you're ignoring all these priorities that now you're putting into your schedule when you schedule your self-care tasks like date nights and exercise and sleep and, you know, all of the things that we need that we know we need for the long term uh, to, to have that happy, fulfilling and balanced life. Uh, and so it's an iterative process, but one in which I think it brings a lot of clarity to people. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we will put the link in the show description so folks can check it out. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Yeah, so I think that, you know, it's uh, probably, you know, what does money have to do with all of this? Um, so, you know, in, in my own journey, I, um, I didn't do this right either. So money is the gas that you put in the car to get to where you're going. It turns out though, you can have as much gas as you want in that car. If you don't know where you're going or why it doesn't matter. Like you're just going to drive your car and who knows where you end up. And I think that's what a lot of burned out physicians do. And so I focused on money as well uh, first. And in fact, the tagline on, on, on the physician philosopher on the website originally for a long time was, you know, helping doctors fight burnout with financial independence. And, uh, and the reason why is because most doctors, if we're being honest, like if we're that burned out, you would leave medicine if you had the financial means to do so. And, um, and it turns out that that's another arrival. And so money is highly important. It's a topic I still love to teach and that we teach our clients inside of ACE and, and that I podcast about still to this day. That said, it is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. And so I think a lot of people early on, they try to create real estate empires or non-clinical income, expecting that to be the solution to their burnout. And then they find out that, um, you know, it may make things a little better, but it doesn't solve their problems that it's another arrival that you're getting to that will end up, you know, not being the fix. And so, you know, I get asked that a lot, you know, how does money play a part? Because, uh, you know, of the time that I spent and spend as a physician, you know, personal finance blogger and podcaster. Uh, and so, you know, and I did the same thing. That's how I learned that lesson myself. So, you know, for, for the busy and burned out doctors that are out there, uh, they'll hopefully realize this sooner than I did. Uh, it is important to fix your mindset first so that you know where you're going and why, and then to put the gas in the car, the money, you know, figure out that financial piece to get to where you want to go. Makes total sense, you know, just with this uh, little analogy, you know, with the car, of course, uh, if there's no intention where you want to (laughs) go, you know, you can just, well, go for a spin, right? But uh, then it's going to be that spin, you know, that, uh, you know, endangers uh, your your professional and your family life. So there we go. Um, 100%. 
Yeah. And this brings me to my final question. And uh, it's a personal one. Uh, when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Yeah. So when I read this question, um, the way that I interpret it is like the most recent time. And so, you know, maybe, maybe not the most profound time, but it was, it was actually within the last week. So I've got three kids and, um, Wesley is my little boy. He's eight. And, uh, and Wesley and actually his older sister, Grace have both been asking me to play football, like contact football with pads and helmets, uh, for a long time. Grace is in fifth grade. Wesley is in second. And, um, and they actually have an elementary school football team and, um, being a physician, like I just, you know, I'm concerned about head trauma and wearing helmets and, you know, concussions and, and all that sort of stuff. And so like, I've kind of fought this for a while. Um, and, uh, but they kept asking and they kept asking and they kept asking. And so I had the brilliant idea of signing Wesley and Grace up for, uh, uh, for flag football and, and honestly, in hopes that they wouldn't like it or they wouldn't be good at it. And then it would just be the end of the conversation. I wouldn't have to try to persuade them anymore. And, um, and Wesley went out for, you know, his first time and, uh, they're running routes, you know, like receivers and, you know, he's dropping some passes and I'm like, okay, maybe this is, you know, all going to plan. And then, uh, they did some running drills where they handed him the ball. And then, you know, basically the other kids on the team had to try to tackle him and over and over and over again, like he just kept making cuts and kept making moves and nobody could touch him. And, and he's, you know, he's told me that he likes playing, you know, football at school and that, you know, he does a pretty good job at it. Um, it's the first time I'd ever seen him. And, and honestly, Wesley's played a lot of sports and not had a tremendous amount of success or natural talent at them. Um, and so Kristen and I, my wife and I both played college soccer. We're both college athletes. So we love sports. Um, and, uh, and this was the first time that I watched my son, um, do something that he loved and that he also had a natural talent for. And of course it'd be in the one sport that I didn't want him to play. So, uh, you know, watching him do that though, really, it really did give me goosebumps, like watching him kind of step into his, his space, into his arena. And I'm going to be having some really challenging conversations, um, with myself about what I'm going to let Wesley do because, um, yeah, I, I still don't know where I stand on that, you know, versus, letting him live his life and explaining the risks to him and letting him make his own decision to be his own person uh, and, and, and being a dad and wanting to protect him. But watching him run the football um, absolutely gave me goosebumps. And so it was, it was a ton of fun to see. Beautiful moment. So though, this is a, yeah, it's so true. And it's, I can totally understand how tough this decision might be, but uh, uh, just enjoy the goosebumps for now, right, Jimmy? So thank you. Thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. Uh, also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. Thanks, Uva. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.